Hello and welcome to Let It Be. This is episode number three. So, Brooke, in episode one of this esteemed podcast of ours, uh, we touched a little bit on the topic of you know, a successful life and what even is a successful life. And I badly paraphrased Joel Zaflowski. Did I say that right? Not Close, quite. not Close. quite, yeah. Sorry, Joel. Um, <laughs> I badly paraphrased him at that point in his definition of successful life, and I'm going to do a much better job of it now. And so I heard him say on a podcast that a successful life, his definition, is having time to look out for each other. And I just love that. Mm. Your thoughts on a successful life? I I actually really love what Joel said. I would never have thought to Mm. put it that way myself, but it kind of... When I heard it, I just went, oh, yes. Yeah. It really beautifully wraps up like a whole heap of things, like practically having the time to. So, you know, having your life in order you know, to a point where you can focus on other people and be outwards facing and think about, you know, be, be generous and be, you know, um, yeah, generosity like personified, which is Joel. Joel yeah. is, if that's his key to, if that's his definition of a successful life, he's nailing he's it because it. he um, is probably the, the most generous in terms of his time and his energy kind of person that I've ever known. And he's just yep. a connector and he always goes out of his way to try and connect people who he thinks that will, will get along really well or mm-hmm. who will have something to, to kind of offer each other. So he's like nailing his successful life, if that's how he defines it. Yeah. Uh, and like knowing Joel a little bit, he's done that by it's very intentional, you know, he's created a life that gives him that space and gives him that time and that energy and that uh, positivity Mm -hmm. to, to do that. So I think it's a beautiful way of defining a successful life. I, again, I would never have thought to do that because I'm kind of probably more, if, how would I, how would I define a successful life? What Um, would you have defined as before you heard that? mm, Probably freedom. Yeah. Um, and from freedom, a whole heap of things kind of flow, like freedom in terms of um, like financially, yes, but that's just a comfort thing. Well, not, for, not I guess what financial, what being financially secure does is yeah. it gives us freedom. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, but freedom then allows us to, would allow us to, travel is a huge thing for me, but it's not just so much mm. about travel, travel, you know, but being outward and being open and exploring and adventurous and trying new things like that Mm -hmm. kind of is what travel means to me so that's what the freedom kind of tends to to think but then also um i guess going back to what we were talking about with our legacy episode yeah having um you know a family that is secure and happy and again warm and compassionate and kind like Mm -hmm. that to me is successful yeah and then also being able to contribute to the world in a significant kind of way, yep. both through like the work that I do, but also um, for me, a big part of it is being able to, and I guess this comes from my upbringing. My parents were always like, charitable givers. You know, they always, yeah. we always had World Vision sponsored children, things like that. So to me, that's a big part of being successful is being able to share, like, share the wealth and be generous. And pay it and forward. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big part too. I think strong relationships and, you know, it's got absolutely nothing to do with our house or the clothes yeah. that we wear or the car that we drive. Um, yeah, but like that's a really long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think 
So I know I'm a very goal-oriented achievement. If I'm going to be honest, I would say I'm an achievement addict. Yeah. So I set goals and I try to achieve those goals. I get huge satisfaction from achieving those goals and I feel that a successful life really involves being able to achieve those goals. But I also know, even before I heard what Joel said, um, I also know that, one, there's no point achieving goals if you've got no one to share them with. Mm-hmm. So if you've you know, been very, very single-minded and you've got no relationships left because you're so single-minded in achieving a goal, well, then you get there and you go, well, this is not Lonely. that great because... <laughs> I'm patting myself on the back, but there's no one else here to share share this with me. Um, but there's also that concept very much about, yeah, it's. I don't feel you can be living a successful life if all you're doing is pursuing something and you haven't got the time to lift your head and look, be good to the people around you yeah. effectively. Um, so I know, as I say, I, back in the day, I was a competitive triathlete, um, and competed at a reasonably high level. And so, you know, back in those days, I just had a boyfriend, you know, and I had a very tolerant family. And so I was able to be very single-minded in that pursuit, mainly because of the patience of that boyfriend and also because of the fact, well, he's now my husband, so he must be very patient. Um, <laughs> but we didn't have kids back then. So, you know, you've got the opportunity to be single-minded and, and go after these things. And then, but if I let my relationship collapse in my single-mindedness it would have kind of made anything that I achieved in my triathlon days not pointless but it wouldn't have been as enjoyable Mm. if I didn't have that person who loved me and was able to share you know the highs and the lows with me and you know certainly I had friends who were doing it as well but yeah I think pursuit of goals is important yeah and I think you would agree with, Absolutely, with that. Yeah. But this is something I want to talk about because I think both you and I are naturally highly driven people who have had to dial that mm-hmm. back a lot <laughs> with that, you know, with both having kids, but also with we've both, you know, we've both ground ourselves into the ground ground ourselves into ground as what the hell. Um, <laughs> you, you guys know what I'm talking about. But we've we've both pushed way way too far and we've both made fairly massive adjustments to our life to make sure we don't get there again so I guess what I'm interested to ask you is like how do you make it work how do you um yeah allow that that driven side of you how do you give that side of you um you know I can't think of the word how do you keep it happy because it must have to be kept happy in some way, do you feel, in yes. order to feel like you're leading a successful life? Yeah. And for me, it's like a I, – I don't love the word balance, but I'll use it anyway <laughs> in, this, in this instance. Like it's kind of a well-roundedness, you know. And yeah. I will – even this year, I've had to have a huge readjustment again because I, I went too hard in one area, you know. And yeah. it was work stuff, you know. I, I'm like – I really want to do these things and they're all great things. They weren't bad things at all. Um, But, and they're all worthwhile. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Which is the difficulty, you know, because I'm looking, I'm going, this is a good thing. It's a good idea. It's going to help people. It's good for the world. Yeah. But um, it wasn't good for me. So, you know, everything else was, became less 
well-rounded you know my relationships yeah. suffered my health suffered uh because i wasn't sleeping well i was working too hard so it's it's kind of trying to find that that middle ground where yeah. yes i feed that side of myself but um you know it's a constant readjustment i think that yeah. because my tendency is always to just add more and more and more yeah. because that's just me you know and again when i before i had kids before i I, actually you know what i actually think i'm probably more driven now (laughs) i was quite um aimless you know up until maybe like five or six years ago um because i i knew i wanted to do something but i didn't know exactly what it was so um i feel like and that's the point of frustration for me because like if i had realized this 10 years ago i would have had years (laughs) to kind of build on it and uh, Damn it! Yeah. So, but you know, it is what it is, and it's fine. And like the reason that I'm doing the kind of work that I am today is because of that whole journey. Yeah. So you know, it's it it's just the way it's worked out. Um, but I think that I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can take over from your train of thought because I can say that I've I, I think I came out of the womb with drive. So you know, I've always been in a hurry. I've always yeah right from the word go I knew exactly what I wanted I would go after that thing and then I would go after that next thing and I can say the one I thing that saved me in because that's a high potential for unhappiness because because yes, yes. it, it's a bit like summit I think it's called summit syndrome where you know you get to the top of the mountain and you know you don't enjoy being at the top of the mountain because you're looking to the next peak already like you're going that's where I'm going next yep. instead of going hey I'm at the top of the mountain um, and I think the one thing that saved me in all of that was the fact that I was very internally driven. So I was ne- anything that I was achieving or going after, I was never doing it for anybody but myself, yeah. which is good. But it does get addictive in that <laughs> if you can hear this beeping where you know, it, on Darling Harbour there's a giant boat and the boat is doing something. It's like one of those cruise liner boats. I think it must be doing like a test. Yeah. A test thing. And thanks it's a, done. Thanks a lot, Radiance oh, of the Seas. Stop it. Um, no, I've lost my train of thought. But, yeah, no, I haven't. Um, yeah, but the thing about being very internally driven, going after your goals and achieving them all the time um, is that it gets really, really addictive. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what kids did for me is it forced me to see, see it for what it was, like yeah. a, a bit of an addiction. And it kind of forced me to look at, okay, you can go after all these things but, and you can achieve all these things, but the cost of doing all those things is going to be too high mm. and it's going to, and the cost is going to be your family um, and that's not the person that you want to be. And But the, the cost is also an inability to look out for other people. Yeah. You know, so it's when you, anybody, like, you know, looking at an Olympic gold medalist or something, like if you know what they've had to do to achieve that Olympic gold medal, they haven't been able to, they certainly have not been able to look out for anyone else. And yep. I'm not saying that makes them a bad person. No, because, it's a single-mindedness. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a single-mindedness. So, and so I guess that's why when Joel said that, you know, it's having the time to look out for each other, it hit me between the eyes because it just put a mirror up to me 
And I went back to those days of being, you know, having all these goals and going after them really hard and being driven towards them um, and realizing that that was all well and good. But during those periods in time, I just didn't have the ability. Mm. I cared. Yeah, yeah. I cared about other people and I could see other people struggling or whatever, but I just did not have the time to give them. Yeah. And I'm talking, I, you know, I would think about just, I would think about dropping them an email. Exactly. And then I wouldn't do it. Yeah. yeah I would think about sending them a text, but then I wouldn't do it. And, and I can't. Yeah. Yeah. That's and been I, me. Yeah. And so that's why I think like this, and, and I also have to look back at that and go, really, that definition of success at the time, even though I was a highly internally driven, I was driven to doing those things because other people said that's the definition of success. If yes. you achieve these things, if you aim for these things and achieve them, you, you've made it, you've done it. Um, and I just, yeah, I just find it a really interesting, not a dichotomy or what it, dichotomy is not the right word, but it's an interesting construct in that it's very hard to separate out what is driven by ego, mm-hmm. what is driven by other people's kind of thoughts and feelings and what's really important to you. And I think that, yeah, what helps you really live a successful life is really taking a step back sometimes and going, right, why am I actually going after this yes. thing? Yeah. Because I think, I think we've all been in that position where, say, someone we really admire has approached us and said, I want to do this with you. And you don't stop for a second to go, mm, this isn't really right for me because you're like, oh, my God, this person wants to work with exactly. me. I'm just going to say yes to whatever they're doing, um, whatever they're suggesting. And you might, and other people looking at you might go, man, she has totally made it. She ha- she's working with X. But, you know, you do the work, you do the stuff that they ask you and you get to the end of it and you realise there's an emptiness there mm-hmm. and you go, God damn it, I knew... I knew there was something inside me at the start that knew that this wasn't right for me. Yeah. But I said yes anyway. And now I've realised that wasn't actually that important to me. So it's it's hard. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And I think it's also the, the idea of, you know, we want it all as well. And yeah. I like I I don't think it's achievable to have all, yeah. you know, achieving all the big goals in all the areas of life at the same time. Like yeah. you, you, you can have it all, I guess, but certainly not all at once. Yeah. Uh, you know, and there's seasons for life as well. And I think like, I, I, you were saying before, you know, when you're working too hard or one area of life is yeah. just getting way too much attention. Um, it's Something is suffering. Exactly. And, you know, I look back at this period of life, you know, kind of around July, August of this year and, um, you know, I was doing big things that were kind mm. of exciting and interesting and on the outside looked fantastic, but I, I wasn't spending as much time with my kids and I didn't have time to just have family or friends drop over unexpectedly and yes. sit down and have a beer with them. Like, <laughs> I didn't have time to do any of those things and they're the things that I value, you know. So mm. a successful, like the, the irony I guess of it is for me that a successful life that feels good, you know, that yeah. sits well with us is one that, 
maybe on the outside isn't as big and bold and, you yeah. know, and all conquering <laughs> as a quote unquote successful life would look. But that's it. it's a and quieter, that's more balanced thing. life, you know. You then, so this is, I think, this is the hardest thing about trying to live a successful life by your own definition is that you're then, you can't help but notice other people looking in and thinking, you could be doing so much more. Yeah. You should be doing so much more. You've got so much more potential. Yeah. Why aren't you doing this thing? And it's very hard to push back against that. Absolutely. It's yeah. very hard to push back against people going, you could do more. You could be this. You could be that. And go, you know what? No, this, this I love exactly what I've got going on here. Yeah. And um, yeah, how do you go with that when, because we've all been there where we've, we've had that experience of we of someone looking at what we're doing and you could see them thinking, but you could, you could do you could more. Do, you could do yeah. more. Why aren't you doing more? And if you did more, you could then do this yeah. and then it could lead here. And I think it just ties back to the idea of legacy. If like you've got your intention locked down, if you understand why you're doing things and like your why, you know, I yeah. can call it your, like if, do you know what your why is? Yeah. And I think if you know those things, it's easier to kind of make the distinction between great opportunity, not great but, for me. Yeah. yeah. Or great opportunity, but not great right now. That's right. Exactly. I love what you say about seasons of life. Cause yeah. I think those of us, I know that I in the past have got a little bit caught up looking at people who have older kids yeah, um, or even kids who are like have flown the nest. And, you know, I've got a two and a six year old. And so there's things that yeah, I can do whatever I want right yeah. now. You know, I've got people who love me and will support me in anything that I want to go after. But it's just not the right thing to do exactly. when you've got a two and a six-year-old who, like, you know, want basically want you to be present for yeah. them. Um, and it's very hard to sit here and go, oh, I should be doing this thing and that person's doing this thing and I'm, I'm getting left behind. Yeah. Um, and I think a, a lot of the grappling that happens is when it comes to concepts of success is that feeling of being left behind. And I, th- I think it's not until we've kind of gone through it and come out the other side let's say you know when my my two-year-old was a newborn I felt like opportunities were passing me by Mm -hmm. I felt like I'd kind of reached a critical point with my blog a real tipping point and then and then I had a baby and then everything kind of had to be put on hold for about a year and I was potential for that to be very frustrating and it was a little bit frustrating but then I came through but then that first year passed in a heartbeat and when I look back on it I go I didn't really miss out on anything at all you know I've still you know I've still achieved quite a lot I could have achieved more I could have got this article in this magazine and I should have you know there's this other magazine that I wish I should have been published in by now but I haven't because you know just haven't had the time and that's frustrating but but does it really matter? Exactly. And I think when you weigh it up with the alternative. <laughs> yes. You know, yeah. Like this past week, I, um, I got a random phone call from a, um, a TV producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, we're doing a show. We really want you to be involved. Um, you know, would you be interested for like my first immediate response is absolutely sure. Yeah. You know, meanwhile, coming through the busiest like, period <laughs> of life that I've had in ages and so looking forward to December, yep. like, chilling out. Um, and she's like, we're shooting in December, you know, in two weeks' time. Um, is it okay if we come to your house? We're going to film in your house. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, and I spoke to my husband about it that night. And it's like, 
just say no. Like, I'm like, but what if I miss out? He's like, so what? Were you thinking about doing a TV show yesterday? Nope. Uh, you know, then, then say no. And he said the second, he actually said to me the next day, the second I said to you, you actually don't have to do this, you know. Like, just because an opportunity knocks yes. doesn't mean you need to say yes. He said your face lightened. Like, you looked five years younger yep. the second someone gave you permission to say no. <laughs> it's that you know? permission thing, isn't yeah. it? It's just like, it's frustrating that we do often need other people to give us permission to say no or to let an opportunity fly by because the flip side of that is you might be talking to someone else someone who's not Ben and you might say to them you know TV producer rang but I said no and they'll be like what yeah why did you do that oh my god that would have been an amazing opportunity oh you know I wish they rang me I would have said yes and then you kind of get caught up going oh I shouldn't have said no like and that was just it was really instructive for me to take an opportunity to practice what I preach as well. I'm getting better and better at actually doing what I talk about. (laughs) But, you know, it's a process you kind of – I'm still learning. But, yeah, to be able to do that and recognize that that kind of tension between something that's been presented to me and the fact that it's not actually in keeping with my why at the moment. You know, it's not – it's not going to support the things that are really important to me. In fact, it would take me away from them yeah. because I'd be stressed and it would be a big thing and I'd be more tired than I already was, you know. Um, and to be able to, to kind of just own that and just yes. say no to this lady who was very persistent, yeah. um, you know, which didn't make it – it actually was great because it didn't make it any um, harder for me. It actually made it easier. Yeah. Like, no, no, I'm a, I really – I really don't want to do this. And now that you're giving me the opportunity to say no again, I feel really good about saying yeah. no. So it was kind of very helpful. And I think that's I'm going to look back at that as something that I'm grateful for the for the process of working through that. Because now when an opportunity comes and it was never on my radar, it might be a good opportunity and it might say yes. But yeah. it's so fine to say no because I think keeping that that overall balance, that yeah. overall well-roundedness is probably key to me right now to be like living a successful kind of life yeah um, i'm definitely not there in most areas but i have a better feeling of what it looks like whereas before i think successful to me meant status stuff yeah like that's how it's i used to gauge stuff. It's exactly the getting of stuff and the you yeah. know the ticking of boxes yeah, and climbing and, that ladder and yeah. you know taking the next step then the next step and the next step without actually questioning why we're taking those yes. steps <laughs> that to me used to be how i'm would you know would imagine a successful life to look whereas now I think it's actually being able to say no yeah and I guess what you're talking about is um it's the concept of of intent isn't it exactly and I guess this is what something you and I talk about a lot both on our blogs and just in general is that do what you want and do what makes you happy but do it with intent if you're just being swept up in someone else's enthusiasm in someone else's goals in someone else's dreams for you it's probably not going to get you where you want to be. Yeah. But if you stop, look at what's being offered or look at what you're going after and you know that you're doing that thing with intent, then that's that's a long that's going to get you a long way towards, you know, your definition of ensuring that you're living your definition of of what a successful yeah. life is. Exactly. I think intention's key. I like guess one of the the key things to keep in mind and it's like the it, it's a practical application of mindfulness i think mm. you know because i 
to me, like mindfulness is a whole heap of things, but the opposite of mindfulness is mindlessness, yes. which is how I used to live my life. Exactly. Like I I'm would just same. mindlessly go about everything because that's what I should be doing and that's what I yeah. did yesterday and that's what I'll continue to do tomorrow, you know. And that's in terms of work and life and then also just mindlessly kind of blob out and mindlessly, you know, but to attack life with mindfulness mm. and to approach it mindfully is intention. I think that's if, – if, if you're doing anything with intention, like you're choosing to be yes. there, then that's – I think that that's kind of key to that successful life that we were talking about. Yeah, and I think that the key, the key word there is choice and it's yes. realising that we have the choices. We have choices and we're the ones in charge of where we're going and we have the choice to be intentional and as long as we can do that – we're there exactly nailed it and uh, don't forget you can connect with us on social media if you so wish uh kelly's at kelly exeter on twitter and instagram and a life less frantic on facebook and i'm at brooke mccallery on twitter and instagram as well and slow your home on facebook and i mean i know we're only just getting started but if you're enjoying the show so far and want to help spread the word and get us in front of more people Um, It would be awesome if you could leave us a rating or a review in iTunes. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Jackrabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, podcast.